Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. And, you know, we're entering the holiday season, so I'm sure you can imagine this scenario, right? You're probably lucky enough to work from home or let's say you're in your office. You're doing your stuff, you're on your office laptop, and then you suddenly decide to take a look at some holiday deals, uh, shopping deals perhaps, buy a gift for your companion. Uh, Or maybe you're browsing that on your office mobile phone, right? Look, it's not uncommon for employees to use Use corporate devices to hunt for tempting gift deals, especially during the holiday season. Uh, this allure, right, of online shopping, that festive cheer, it also brings an increased risk of holiday scams, you know, which for businesses can lead to the compromise of, I don't know, sensitive corporate data, for example, financial losses, maybe. So what are the risks associated with employees using corporate devices for personal holiday shopping? If you're one of those, you might want to listen to this. On the line with me is Lindsay Brown, who is Vice President and General Manager, Asia Pacific and Japan for GoTo. Lindsay, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Elliot. How are you? Not too bad, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time. Holiday scenario that I'm sure we probably know someone in our social circle who's doing this. But first, let's get to know GoTo. Understand you guys are an Indonesian technology company formed in 2021. What else could you tell us about it? Yeah, global company based out of the US, about 4,000 employees globally. We've got hundreds of thousands of customers globally as well. We specialize in business communications and then also making IT easy for small businesses, especially when it comes to helping them look after themselves with things like online scams. Yeah, okay. So from your perspective, let's talk about employees using corporate devices for personal holiday shopping. Is this something that's unavoidable? Well, I think it's something that's pretty common. I mean, I do it myself as well, right? You think about where we are these days, a lot of people want that flexibility of working from home. I have corporate devices and I've got personal devices. That's the way that people work these days, right? I think it's less about whether it is a corporate device or a personal device. If you look at the statistics, even in Singapore, we've seen even between January and June 23 this year, there's been a 70% increase Mm. in online scams that's costing consumers about $330 million, which is massive, right? And what we saw actually last year, Christmas period in 2022 for Singaporeans was an 800% increase in online scams. So it's probably less about the devices and more about employees and employers being extra vigilant at the moment when it comes to thinking about what they're doing with their devices, whether it's online shopping or even just conducting normal day-to-day business. Is time or season of the year a factor here? If let's say I'm one of the bad guys, I'd be extra excited because it's the holiday season and the likelihood of you know uh, employees using corporate devices to shop is a lot more higher? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as that holiday season unfolds, there's these great advertisements we we're seeing. There's, mm. um, you know, people are tempted to take on these deals, and you can you can sort of get from the fact that we're seeing this increase of seventy percent year on year that more and more people are unfortunately falling for them because they are becoming more convincing. And so, you know, we need to be extra careful when doing online shopping or online banking or whatever it might be online. So, um, yes, we absolutely need to be more careful. Yeah, I've got a personal don't trust anyone policy, but that has nothing to do with online. I just generally don't trust easy, Lindsay. But uh, yeah. <laughs> is education the answer 
Or is it too extreme to say, why don't we just ban the use of any personal activity on corporate devices? I know some people whose companies, you can't even check your own email, your personal email on a corporate device. Yeah, look, I think there's probably a, a careful balance, right? I, you know, when you think about how organisations are supporting hybrid work and you look at the research, a lot of people are demanding that flexibility of working from home and they're demanding to be able to use either their home device or corporate device. But the fact is, is they want more flexibility. Otherwise, they're probably going to look for a job elsewhere. Mm. So companies need to think about how they're going to support that hybrid work environment. Okay. And so rather than going to those extremes, they probably just need to think about, yes, education, um, I have a similar sort of philosophy to yourself that you sort of take that zero trust approach and make sure you're validating if in doubt. If the deal's too good, then it probably is too good to be true. Yeah. And so you really need to be careful about how you validate and make sure that, you know, if you're unsure, go ahead and perhaps even ring that company directly to do those extra checks. But the other thing as well is, you know, small businesses and organisations just need to think about how they shore up their IT infrastructure. Unfortunately, with, you know, times being tough with business, mm. it's sometimes, and especially at the moment, it's sometimes overlooked. But really, for the cost of a cup of coffee per employee a day, yeah. these things can be much more preventable than what we're seeing at the moment and it's being reflected in the number of people that are being scammed online. Yeah, I do want to talk about the prevention part, uh, Lindsay, and, and I'm a horrible example because even if a close friend messages me on Instagram, I'll verify if that's really the person or not. You have my number. Why are you messaging me on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned the bad guys are getting more convincing. So how on earth can I identify so there's a number of ways. As I said, if in doubt, absolutely make the phone call. Okay. Um, you know, you can go onto a website and you can check that a website is legitimate. Like if you think about online banking, for instance, most people have access to that. Authenticate into the online bank and then check that phone number first and make the call to do the check if you like. So then you know that you're already in a safe place before making that call. Or even you can look at your credit card, for instance, and that's got a phone number on it. So you know that's legitimate to make a check as well. And so there's various ways which are really straightforward to make sure that you're safe. And then also there's things that you can do to be preventative which businesses can put in place to make sure that your mobiles and your laptops and so on, they're always up to date. Uh, there's filtering for suspicious emails and systems can be monitored proactively very easily using some robust IT frameworks mm. to make sure that there's preventative measures in place. And so, you know, we can act beforehand and reduce these chances of these nefarious actors getting in under the covers and, you know, representing a threat to yourself, your employees and consumers. I'm not trying to make excuses for anyone, but because these bad guys are so creative now, you know, just a simple misstep could lead to something worse, be it on the company side or the employee side. It's not fair to put the blame entirely on one side. What's your personal opinion or even advice as to how we find that balance between employee and company IT department? I think first and foremost, you know, the education piece is huge, right? Sure. So, you sure. know, doing those checks, as I said, I think, you know, we need to be sensible and, you know, usually trust your gut. As I said before, if something is too good to be true, and more often than not, it's probably too good to be true. Yeah. And then from the, the from the business perspective, there's tons of things they can do, right? There's, there's plenty of things which are available. IT organisations these days have access to enormous amounts of software which are available, which can do things like data encryption. So that means making sure that any exchanges of communication between employees 
yeah. and either employees and customers is nice and secure. There's various things like authentication and access controls, you know, making sure you could use like a password manager, for instance, so you've got secure, unique passwords and then multi-factor authentication behind that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that's been done by many IT vendors such as GoTo to make sure that we're compliant with industry, industry standards. So that means then when a business is going ahead and trying to evaluate the different options which are available to them, a lot of those standards are already met. So they can then walk in with confidence knowing that they can trust you know, the various solutions that are available and they can go ahead and make sure that they can have a level of security that's there and you know protects things like banks, for instance, and so they can have that same level of security on their device. Okay. Uh, and then last but not least is also mobile device security as well. So there's solutions out there that whether it's a personal device or a corporate-owned device, mobile data management can come in and make sure that mobile devices are, again, kept up to date and then there's a nice segregation between what's an employee app and a corporate app and that can be done on any phone, whether it's a work phone or otherwise a personal phone and you know that can be managed quite easily by the organization using these softwares which are you know they're readily available and as i said less than the cost of a cup of coffee to make sure that your customers and your employees are secure yeah i do want to get your opinion and this is just the last bit really based on two case studies lindsay one is you've got a company that's over paranoid the it department is over paranoid so everything's blocked another you've got a company that tries to push the responsibility so for example Example, they make their staff take these IT courses online and after they do that, they'll get, I don't know, like before their bonus season or something like that. Uh, otherwise, it'll be invalid. What are your thoughts on these two approaches? One being overprotective and the other just like trying to give the message that they're putting the blame on you or they're putting the responsibility on you. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, again, it's, you know, there needs to be somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah, because yeah. if you've got an employer that's, you know, really locking everything down, then how can you innovate as a business, right? Yeah. Because everything these days requires that flexibility. Digitization is huge. It, it really allows the business to be able to compete in the market. And, you know, really there's no excuse, right? Because there are these various tools that are available to make sure that you can manage your devices remotely. You can manage the fleet of your employee organisation within the remote context and hybrid work. And so there's solutions available and plenty of positive case studies Mm -hmm. out there that Mm -hmm. demonstrate increases in productivity. And then the flip side of that is, yeah, you need to educate your employees, right? I think also any business or even employees abdicating their responsibility if they're not going to go ahead and educate themselves. And, you know, for what reason wouldn't you? I mean, everyone's a consumer at the end of the day as well. So do you really want to be, you know, going online and not being educated in Mm. terms of how to do that safely and teach your kids how to do that safely? Because, you know, that's a big risk these days, right? And given those statistics I mentioned, 70% 70% year-on-year year increase over 2022. Yeah. And, you know, that was half a year's worth. So you're probably going to estimate, you know, six to $700 million yeah. of you know, impact on consumers and small businesses in Singapore. I think that's a pretty loud and clear message, isn't it? That, yeah. you know, there needs to be a balance between these two extremes to make sure that people are protected. Not so much forcing the education, but negotiating the education yeah. and negotiating the vested interests. Nice <laughs> Absolutely. I have yeah. been speaking with Lindsay Brown, who's Vice President and General Manager, Asia Pacific and Japan for GoTo. Thank you so much for your time today. Take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Thank you, Elliot. You too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.